Every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, where we check in with the other shows on The Zone Sports Network. Uh, that is is why Would You Rather is like the greatest game ever. I'm Austin. not exaggerating. Yeah, I know. I, I mean know. it. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, you ready to go? You ready to check Let's in with our, our guys in the morning, DJ and PK? Yes. They had Riley Jensen on the show, as they often do, and he gave his thoughts on what's going on at BYU. So I'm curious, just to apply the line of work that you're in now, and you're, you're in multiple lines of work, you're still a media superstar here. You got it all going on. <laughs> But when you see a team play the way BYU played, uh, there are people I know, especially the people who uh, loathe BYU and root against them here on the Wasatch Front, are like, see, they're not that good, they're overrated. When I watch that game and I see how easily they move the ball on the opening drive and I see how they were able to go down the field at the end and get a uh, touchdown when they needed it and they were able to get a couple key stops when they needed it, I'm thinking the physical talent is there. I'm thinking the issues they had in that game were mental. There was a little focus, something went wrong, and for whatever reason they lost their mojo and it really bugged them. And, but just watching... Like the quarterback and the running back looked like they were running two different plays. That handoff was complicated. It almost didn't happen. What, that doesn't have anything to do with how good UTSA is or isn't. That's a separate debate. Uh, when you watch BYU, did you see a lot of that in that game? I, yeah, I felt. I, I personally just felt like there was a little bit of lack of focus. Um, look, this is this is what happens with teams, right? Like you start to play a little bit well, maybe you read some of the clippings that are going on that you're really good and you start forgetting kind of what got you there. And I think, to be honest with you, I think these kind of wins are really good for teams. Yeah, there's going to be noise outside of, of like what happened or what you really are and all those kind of things. But these are these are good wins for teams because they can learn a lot from them. I mean, I think I saw a quote from Isaiah Kafusi. He's like, I'm glad it's a short week. I can't wait to get back on the field and get back to work. Um and by the way, he's a great leader for this team. He 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 makes some incredible comments sometimes that I, I think show a tremendous amount of maturity. But what I would say about BYU is they they maybe overlooked this team a little bit. They maybe had thought like, oh, we're we're killing teams. Like all we have to do is show up and we're going to win games." And that's not necessarily true. And as the season goes on, people are going to make adjustments. They're going to see what your weaknesses are and they're going to try to exploit them. Now, as far as the handoffs go and those sorts of things, like that's just, to me, that's a lack of focus. That was just, you know, they're not, they're not all the way there or didn't, didn't put in the focus and the energy that they needed to during the week to get there. But I think this win is super healthy for BYU because they're not going to take anything for granted at this point. They're going to realize that, hey, I don't care whether it's UTSA or whether it's LSU or whether it's, Alabama, we need to do everything we can to take care of the things that we can control, and I and I and I think it'll be a good a good thing for them. I don't think this is a reflection of at all of how good or how bad BYU was. When BYU played bad in the past, they got killed. 
I mean, they got beat by Toledo. They got beat by South Florida. They got beat by UMass, right? And I don't, I'm not bringing those up for BYU fans to feel pain, but don't get too caught up in the fact that they barely beat UTSA when they when they played ugly before. They got killed. Now they're winning ugly. So that's that's a huge step forward for this program, in my opinion. Riley Jensen from DJ and PK this morning. What do you think about what Riley had to say there, Gordo? Well, first of all, I have great respect for Riley. I think he's uh, one of the best thinkers around. But, but uh, did they really get did they get killed by those other teams? They just got beat by them, didn't they? I, I don't know if they got killed by them. The other thing is that yeah, I agree that there was some mental uh, lapses, but that pass defense. Were, were those mental lapses, or is that something to look for against the quality teams, the few quality teams BYU has on the schedule? Were those lapses, or was that BYU's pass defense not being really all that good? Uh, I think we'll find that out, or, or at least get a little more information against Houston, uh, because I think that is a question that uh, that is not necessarily resolved. I will agree with Riley in the sense that this BYU team feels better than those teams. Like they wouldn't. Uh, you, you're right; they didn't get blown out in those games. I'm looking at the South Florida game right now, 27-23. So you're certainly right about that. But I don't. I don't feel like this BYU team would have lost to that South Florida team, if for no other reason, and here's where I will agree with PK, if for no other reason they have a healthy experience, Zach Wilson, who's playing better than he did last year. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we're going to find out against these better teams that BYU plays. Um, and, and I do I understand what DJ was saying and what Riley was saying. I mean, I there were times when it looked easy for BYU. Uh, there were other times, though, it looked like and there were times when there were the mistakes. Like they talked about the, 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 the screwed up handoff and all that sort of thing. But there, there were times when, I mean, BYU didn't want to give up those two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. Uh, that, that is something to pay close attention to as they play a couple of better teams. Uh, they're not going to lose the games against the crappy teams. Come on. And I, I'm sorry to call them crappy. They're, they're, those guys are out there busting their humps. They're practicing every day. They're doing the best they can. And and they're fine athletes to a certain level. But, the, you know, the teams on the schedule, read off the teams. We, uh, Jake, that aren't Houston, aren't Boise State, aren't San Diego State. Who else? Who else? We know the teams they've played already. And that you would have to classify those teams as substandard relative to F- FBS football. But who, 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 are the, who are the other teams they have coming up? Do you have that in front yeah, of you? Yeah, left. Um, so just to refresh everybody's memory, uh, they've played uh-huh. Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, and Texas San Antonio. The uh-huh. teams left that are not the teams that you mentioned uh, are Texas State, Western Kentucky, and North Alabama. I mean, what can you really learn about a team when they're going up against those kinds of opponents? Those are guaranteed wins, unless BYU just absolutely blows its own toes off. I mean, okay, against those kinds of teams, if they lose, you can blame them. Oh, sir, Uh, I think that's true. But but against uh, what are we going to see against Houston? What are we going to see about Boise State? What are we going to see against San Diego State team that beat BYU last year? What are we going to see there? That's that's what we got to see. 
And when they play these lesser teams, yeah, I mean, yeah, they have to be focused. And if they lose, you can blame them. But I'm telling you, when I saw what I saw in that secondary, it made me wonder about what's going to happen against, say, a Boise State. Uh, and, and, and I don't know. I'm not drawing any conclusions one way or the other, but I don't think it's a disservice to anyone to to, to bring up some doubts. You know, I mean, I, and I think that's an objective way of looking at it. BYU ha- could really be good this year, and, and th- they, they do look better to me, but I just don't know it yet. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's everything wrong with that. How dare you not have a definitive conclusion? Yeah, well, that's what fans do. <laughs> do they? Some fans. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Hanson Scotty. Uh, here's uh, those two talking about uh, Lakers' celebration after the title. Oh, good. It's loading. I love it when that happens. <laughs> Did they carry the kicker? Cops arrested 67 people outside Staples Center in Los Angeles. It's a crazy celebration. You had everything from fireworks to a guy in an actual plastic bubble. There you go. Uh, law enforcement declared an unlawful assembly in an effort to get people to go home. California Highway Patrol also shut down a freeway off ramps into the area to keep people from driving into the area. Cops uh, arrested 61 people for failing to disperse, five for looting, one for vandalism, for your grand total of 67 uh, people. One player or one officer was actually injured in the chaos, suffering a hand injury from a bottle somebody had thrown at police officers. Some even tried to kick in the windshield of a cop car, which led to officers to brandish weapons in order to try and keep the people at uh, at bay. And and I got to tell you, this the final scene, and in, in I don't know if you've seen the the video of the guy with the fireworks box. Yeah. So it's one of those mega boxes. Yeah. Um, if people could kind of picture it, some of you are probably fireworks freaks and you know what I'm talking about, but it's a box about a foot and a half by a foot and a half. And it's got, I don't know, probably a hundred artilleries that launch out of this box. Somebody lit that on the concourse at the Staples Center. And then another idiot came over. And while that box was firing off artillery, picked it up and put it above his head. And the the like he's and the like he's John Cusack can say anything. <laughs> and uh, the, some of the, the the fire came down on his head, and he dropped it, and it tilted towards the people. It was firing artillery. It was firing artillery even, at the people. Even Jason Pierre Paul's like, bro, hey. maybe dial that down a little bit. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> As he points with his pinky. Like, man, what are we doing at Staples Center? Why do we got a party like this? I get it. Go celebrate. But we, we are in a pandemic, and fireworks are dangerous. <laughs> get it. The guy in the bubble, too. He's in a literal bubble. Uh, now, that's pretty funny. Walking around. Oh. This is weird, man. All but right. They got their celebration. Yeah. Let's get They're this. delaying their – did you see that? They're going to delay their – parade until after we figure out this whole virus thing that might be the end of after the end of next season <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's just let's just tell them so, that it's ongoing forever so we never have to see that let's, parade. yeah let's say it's at the end you know they lose in the second round of the playoffs next year and like all right finally everybody's vaccinated let's have our parade <laughs> like well, we just lost to 
I mean, we lost to Golden uh, State in the Western Conference semifinals. No, it's not for our parade. <laughs> That's why you love listening to those guys. They are pretty darn funny. JPP pointing with his pinky. L a k e r s. I'm trying to Whoa. find. Uh, I'm trying right now to find the video of the the firework thing. I don't know. That does that does sound like something a younger Hans Olsen would have done. Pick up the box as it's uh, launching stuff out of it. Uh, 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 the more mature version of Hans would not do that. But uh, when he was younger, yeah, I think that might have been him. But you don't tip the box oh, over. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> you don't tip the box over. No. Because <laughs> our fire, fire and stuff out at the crowd. Here's here's uh, it, watching behavior like this, and it, it's amazing because there are a lot of uh, very passionate sports fans out there. But it, it makes me feel like inhuman in a way because I don't feel that way about anything. Like I'm not <laughs> that passionate about anything. There, there's all uh, I you know unless you want to get uberly personal. There's really no nothing that would motivate me to to uh, uh, pick up an already lit. Uh, uh, what, what a box of fireworks and hold it above my head. I don't feel that passionately uh, uh, about uh, about about sports in, in general. Well, even if you did feel passionately about them, you wouldn't. Your 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 good sense would tell you not to do that. Yeah, so that's what I just don't identify with that behavior really when it comes to sports. Uh, so I don't I don't know, but but that's good. I wonder how uh, like a jazz title would be received around here. I would guess. Oh, it would be big. It would, it be, would be big. It would be big, but orderly. They they declared it a non-lawful assembly. <laughs> well, there is a If the Jazz there. won, I would straight pee my pants for a week. Wow. That was off a list that I was reading that Austin has uh, uh, sort of construed. That, uh, that take is as uh, unsurprising as your Beatles take. Uh, that was I was reading off a list, and uh, that was one of them that I did not originate with me. Sorry to spoil the fun. Yeah, I'd definitely go streaking down State Street. Again, again, let me reiterate, that was off a list. I would flip a car and light it on fire. Now, let me let me also say this on this uh, L.A. Uh, Lakers fan celebration. If you've won 17 titles you know have you, isn't there a little been there done that to this conversation as well not to these folks they haven't seen a championship for 10 years or something huh? 10 whole years my That's stars worth losing an appendage my stars <laughs> how how are these this this tr- this fan base denied an nba title for 10 years what well, what how how know, are they going get, on you got younger folks that uh, didn't may not have experienced that so all those people out there celebrating were 13 years or younger. <laughs> well, you remember last year when they didn't win it and people were burning LeBron James jerseys, Lakers jerseys. Oh, yeah, and there was this weird Kobe v. LeBron thing, yeah. like you'll never be Kobe And, and there was thing. like 14-year-olds out there that were like, LeBron James is a bad basketball player. I can't believe we signed him. And those very same people are, are the ones. Uh, yes. I love you. They hate you. Roman candles at their at family other. member. Yeah. No, but again, again I, I think there there should be a little bend there done that to the whole thing. You know, like the uh, the the Red Sox when they finally got over the hump, or even the Cubs for that matter. I'm sure that celebration was was incredible. 
and rightfully so. But at what point is it like, oh, well, you know, I I got a I got a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. I don't I don't feel like celebrating. <laughs> I got I got stuff to do. So if if a franchise has never won a championship, then then go all out, which would be the case with the Jazz. But if you've won it once or twice before, then eh, eh, because uh-uh. you can only use the once in a lifetime excuse so many times in your lifetime. <laughs> You know, okay. like uh, you could you could be, oh, I am going to this parade. I am quitting my job. I'm traveling three states and I'm going to get blackout intoxicated the whole time just to, <laughs> to tell to tell my grandkids that I forgot that I was at this celebration. Uh, you can only get away with that once, maybe twice, you so, know, by by like 17. You're like, OK, well, I mean, how many how many times are you are you really going to celebrate like that, man? So if the Jazz won an NBA title, would it be okay for that portion of our listenership out there, that portion of Jazz fans who may be of a certain religious persuasion, would it be okay for them to go out and get uh, absolutely just liquored up? Yes, absolutely, because... You know, you can only use that excuse so many times with the the Almighty as well. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, she probably looks at that one offense <laughs> and, and probably says, "You know what? I get it. The Jazz won. You're good." However, if every Saturday you're finding something uh, to come up with, like, "Well, what if uh, my uh, my uh, I just got my new grill? Once in a lifetime opportunity. Buy a 12 pack of beer, please." I don't think you know. I don't, I don't think that's going to go over. So, Austin, do you think that uh, a one-time waiver would be uh, acceptable under those conditions? Yeah. Absolutely. YOLO. Right. <laughs> YOLO so, and FOMO. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. Because uh, there's, some, there's some, uh, some leaders in that particular faith who are big jazz fans. Uh, maybe maybe uh, a one-time deal, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I'm not. I don't know how that works. Well, that you're dialed in with that crowd. Why don't you you get the ball moving? I'll see if I can find out that information. You know, they might get back to me and say, "Well, it hasn't happened, so we don't worry about it until it does." Wow, well, that was a shot out of nowhere. Unnecessary. Uh, well, no, I, <laughs> I didn't mean it. It's a the shot. Jazz fans are aware. Oh, Gordon, big time shot. <laughs> they know. They're aware of it. I just, I, I, I don't know. L a k e r s. Because if you're if you're doing that, then you better have a good reason for it. And I don't know what man upstairs is going to uh, allow and what he isn't going to allow. You know, well, I, uh, I'm, oh, I'll tell you this: by uh, by the third title, that excuse doesn't work anymore, right? Yeah, well, we're you know, talking by the about first, first time deal first, and, and by the second, you can maybe sell it as, well, I never thought it would happen again. But by three, you know, you'd be like, okay. yeah. Okay, so what championships have we seen here? We saw BYU won the national championship in 84. We saw the Utah Stars. They won an ABA title. Was that 72? I wasn't alive in 84. so Jake. Early 70s. Uh, and then we saw what else we see? we've seen uh, Utah gymnastics win a championship. Uh, what missing, am I missing? You're missing. Oh, one. RSL, yeah. RSL. Yeah, that goes your credential. R- RSL lifted the uh, MLS Cup, and I don't mean stole it. Uh, it was a shootout. But what what else? What are we missing? 
Did they hoist the goalie when they when they won? I don't know. I don't remember. There were some weird, weird indoor football leagues that came up and went away there for a while. We get any there? I'm looking at Brian Brown across the glass. No, no. Stallions didn't make it long enough to get there. Yeah, Brian ran them into the ground before they could even play. (laughs) There was. I remember one year back in the early 2000s, there was a random indoor football league called the Wizards that played at uh, at uh, the at the time E Center. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Neither do they. Yeah, I don't know if any of them. Wait, wait. What about the Golden Eagles? Yeah, yeah or the Trappers. No, no, it was the it was the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies won a uh, a title, but that's again that. Yeah. All right, so it's not so, the NHL. I mean, that's like saying Bingham High won the title. So why are we rattling off uh, the championships in this market? Because we're trying to. We were th- thinking, okay, if the Jazz won a title, then would it be worth going out and getting plastered over? Uh, and then we started talking about the different championships that have been won here, and they've been few and far between. I just wondered if there were any like connective tissue there, like the. Well, there like, there was reasons to get uh, to celebrate. <laughs> no. Okay, right. I, I'm telling you right now. If uh, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot in my day, and I've witnessed a lot with my own two eyes. A lot of hoisting, but but I would like I would like to see the reaction of very loyal jazz fans who have stayed with this franchise whenever they jumped aboard, whether it was back in the seven late seventies or whether it was sometime in the eighties and night whatever. In their frame of reference, they have stayed with this team, and they have been I I would I would say quite loyal. I would enjoy seeing the happiness for them if the Jazz were able to win a title. That that would that would be meaningful to many, many people around here. That'd be fun to watch. See, I root against my friends' teams, so I don't really identify with that. You don't think it would be uh, kind of a, a cool thing to see if the Jazz were to win a championship? Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see. <laughs> Austin, that sounded less than uh, really It it wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know, listing all the things that uh, we in this fan base have never won before. So (laughs) I I never got that. I never got that whole thing. Like like when the San Francisco Giants won the World Series, I wasn't happy for Lloyd. Lloyd didn't do anything. Why would I be happy for Lloyd? That's got nothing to do with what we're talking about here. You said you'd be happy for all the jazz fans out there. Happy to see it. Yeah, because I've, I've witnessed the loyalty. Okay. I've witnessed what what people have poured into it, and uh, I think they, uh, you know, regardless of them. what uh, what was said in Unforgiven, they they deserve it. Okay, all right. Even if it's got nothing to do with it. And I I said I root against my friends' teams. I wasn't happy for Lloyd personally when the Giants won. You wouldn't be happy for me personally when my Raiders win next. Uh, not this week, but next week. Your Raiders. Or Virginia. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Yeah, right. All 15 times Virginia Tech beat UVA in a row, you didn't feel good for me. No. I didn't uh, didn't play. Why would you feel good for me? Well, what do you mean? How many national championships has Virginia Tech won? 
Since where, why are you setting the bar at national championship? Because that's a championship. That's what we're talking about well, here. When they won the ACC championship, you weren't happy for me personally. Well, that's not the national championship. I'm talking about the ultimate goal here. Well, you say potato, I say potato. You said championship. No, there's a huge difference there. Let me, okay. And, you, and that's, okay? Why, that's why, I don't know, if the Jazz won the NBA title, they would be the best basketball team on the planet. Were you, uh, uh, and, and, and I'm not a fan. You know that. I, I, that I've, I've built my career on not being a fan one way or the other, regardless of what people claim. I just don't freaking care. Don't but I do care. I, I do care. I do care about other people. And, I, and I've watched jazz fans all these years be the way they are. Uh, so I'm not going to be a fan, but I, I will. I w- it would uh, make me feel good to see all these people here get what they've hoped for for so very long, and they haven't been able to get it I know for a fact you didn't feel good for me personally when my uh, Expos won the World Series last year. You did not feel good for me in the slightest. It it wasn't your Expos. It was. And and I don't consider you a passionate I have a hat. (laughs) You have a Walgreens hat. I have two hats, actually. I have an Expos hat and I have a Nationals hat. The best hat you have is the Hartford Whalers hat. I do <laughs> like the that best hat. hat you got. All right. Out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, what's going on? Let's help out our listeners uh, with their relationships, shall we? Yes, we shall. Wasatch Medical Clinic, we've seen it all down here. Uh, guys with erectile dysfunction, varying degrees, And let me just ask a couple questions that if any of this rings true to any listeners out there, if you're experiencing the occasional failure in the bedroom, you may have ED. If you're taking pills and maybe you're experiencing side effects, that's another negative sign, the headaches, the blurred vision. If, you know, the uh, frequency of intimate moments in the bedroom is going down, that's another sign. This is what we treat. We treat the lack of blood flow, and it can happen younger than we'd like to admit. We have guys in their 20s and 30s in our clinic every day. Erectile dysfunction is a significant problem. It's a physical problem, and our acoustic wave technology is clinically shown to treat that problem. It opens up and regrows blood vessels, so you don't have to take that pill anymore. You don't have to deal with the side effects. You get the blood flow going where you want it, when you want it. And the spontaneity, that is such a key word, returns to the relationship. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And, you know, the other treatments that have been around forever, uh, Andrew, I didn't realize that they had such there's such a downside. I mean, uh, with the not only uh, the, the what am I looking for, the shots or, or whatever, that just sounds terrible, but the, the pill as well. Yes, the blurred vision, the headaches, uh, the stuffy nose. I hear that all the time from guys. They take the pill, and then it feels like they have a cold 20 minutes later. Uh, the injections, Jake, that's another <laughs> you know, it's another kind of common quote-unquote solution. They wheel in something that looks like they're going to change a tire. It's ugly, and nobody wants to do that for erectile dysfunction. They just want it to work like it used to. You know, nothing says romance like cold symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of ruins the moment. <laughs> Might. 801-901-8000, number to call. You guys are doing a lot for free right now. So much for free. Call us if you're struggling with ED and you finally want to get back 
to normal. We'll do the assessment with our doctor, kind of a screening at no charge, totally free. We're going to throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. And now, keep in mind, new patients even get free testosterone for us. Give us a call. We'll get you set up. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Join us at the Warehouse for a football Friday from 2 to 6. The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the Warehouse. Uh, Utah, full padded practice. Uh, first one today, Gordon, got a scrimmage coming up on Saturday. Uh, they want to narrow the quarterback race down to at least two by Saturday, but maybe even could possibly make a decision. Who knows? Uh, where are you at on the Utah quarterback race? How much of a race do you think it really is? Uh, it makes – well, I mean, I've heard Kyle Whittingham uh, drum these things up a little bit bigger than what they really were no, in the past. stop it. But, Never. But, I, but I, I, I think this is a real race. I, I, I can buy into it. And I know all the things – you know why would Jake Bentley come here if he, if, you know, if he didn't have a, a kind of a wink, wink deal and all that sort of thing? But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how it turns out, and uh, that's just one of the issues that needs to be taken care of. The most interesting one, of course, any any quarterback yeah, it race. But, is, but you know, I I don't believe it for a second. I don't think there's much of a race at all. Maybe they're they're pretending. Maybe they're going through the most emotions to make a player feel good about themselves. But I don't think that's happening. I think it's Jake Bentley all the way, and I think it was the 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 minute they recruited him. Why what was they weird about a that is he like didn't that he, to play. He didn't play last year. He was hurt. Right. right. Yeah. He yeah. played a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. And then got hurt. Uh, so he's been a long time since he's played. I, I don't know. Uh, I like to think that it's open competition. Uh, like this last year at BYU, we thought, is this really a competition? I, uh, none of us really thought it was completely that way. But uh, maybe this one is. Because if you lose credibility with your players, and I think you take some of their heart away if you don't give – Everybody a fair shot. Now, I don't think you need to, you know, drag it on and on and on to the point of being ridiculous when everybody knows. The players know who the best players are. I think that's usually the case. Sometimes, sometimes it's a toss-up. But usually the players have a pretty good idea. Well, what's the difference between BYU and Utah? I'm curious. You said you didn't buy it uh, at BYU but are buying it Because it was Utah. Zach Wilson's job. That was Zach Wilson's job. Uh, well, that's not what Kalani said. And, you know, yeah. you, you were hard on him at the end of last year. He didn't play all that great. I just don't, I don't see a big difference. I, I agree with you. I think it was Zach Wilson's job, but I also think it's Jake Benley's job. Well, uh, see, uh, if it is, then they should say it is. Why? Uh, because the players know. They know what's going on. That doesn't mean Who you have to know. Yeah, but why would you why would you fib about that? To uh, surprise your first opponent? 
Oh, come on. They're That's what they do all the time. That's what they're, they're going gonna, to they're do. They're going to name them long before the for the last week, the run-up to the first game. I wouldn't hold that my breath if I were you. Be. Oh, you think they're not going to announce it until Friday before the game? Well, is the game on Friday? Because then I would say Saturday. <laughs> they're not going to announce it at all. No, they're not. Oh, I think that's counterproductive. How <laughs> so? Because any they will, edge, these coaches I, get I any edge. You, when's the, the first game for the Utes is what, November 7th, right? Uh, yes. Is it November so. 7th? Mm-hmm. That's a Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. They will announce it uh, before the Monday of that week for sure. What's the, and kick, by that what's time, the kick time the opponent, for that game? <laughs> Around around what the, what about uh, is after the kickoff, uh, depending on who gets the ball first, that's when we'll know. No, that's they'll, when they, they'll, they'll, they won't. I, they, I I guarantee it. They won't no. name a starter. Jake, they're gonna name them. Well so they're gonna go that. Terrence Kane, Jordan Wynn on us. Yes, yes, they've done it before. And uh, uh, to Brian Brown's credit, uh, Kendall Thompson and Travis Wilson. Yep, and go back even further than that. How about uh, terrible Tommy Grady, Brian Johnson, and uh, Brett Ratliff? It will be. Wait a minute. Did, did Brian say that those weren't announced until the day before the game? The day of the game. We didn't. Didn't in know. all Ken, those cases. Kendall, no, Kendall Thompson, Travis Wilson. There was a time that I remember that you did not know till Friday right. who was going to be starting the, that that game. But, but I'm talking about before the first game of the season. Well, Terrence Kane and Jordan Wynn was that exact scenario. Yeah, right. They went all okay. camp, not telling okay, that's, anybody. That's my question. Is that the only case, or were they all that? Uh, what about the the Huntley Troy Williams one? When did we find out about that? Uh, we found out before Troy found out. I'll tell you that right now. Huh? <laughs> I think under Andy Ludwig, he's going to make that decision, and it will and, be and immediately clear. make that decision and immediately rush to the media to inform everybody. <laughs> I have decided. Well, you're you're not just informing everybody; you're making it clear. To your team that this is the leader. Yeah, which you can do internally without uh, announcing it to everybody, which is what they all do. He's also well, announcing it we'll to Kevin see. Sumlin. Great point. If he's the still Utes, the coach there, then. He I is, mean, I Jake, he right now. Jake, but currently, you, could start a quarter, you could start a quarterback for the Utes and you'd beat that team. Arizona? Yeah. Okay, Greg Hansen. You're down on Kevin's crew this year? Yeah, I kind of am. Who was it that we had on that was singing the praises of Arizona, and I almost laughed out loud? That happened on our show. You almost laughed at one of our guests? Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. Well, I didn't. I guess I don't know enough about we'll Arizona see. to pronounce them as automatically being terrible. They really uh, got themselves in a mess. <laughs> They've recruited so poorly. You know how it's it is still, when you go through a training camp, you, you see, you only hear the good stuff. On defense, you don't hear any good stuff from Arizona. And their secondary is, ooh, a bunch of guys named Joe. <laughs> Keep them uh, coming, Austin. I don't know if I'd bet on. That's about all of them. I don't know if I'd bet on Kevin Sumlin's crew, but I, I don't know enough about, uh, about them to pronounce them as terrible yet. We need to get Greg Hansen back on. He'll tell it like it is. He's always uh, he's always a good guest. 
Mm -hmm. You know, they're starting walk-on defensive linemen who are about 245 pounds, and really they don't have any backups for those guys either. I'm almost dreading when September comes to be around it. What did he say about the one guy? I'm trying to find that one. He pointed one guy out and said he was the only one uh, worth his salt or something like that. Nose tackle is like the nicest kid I've ever met. Uh, real quick, we do have some uh, some breaking news. This is uh, this is relevant. Uh, let's see here. M. Grace Calhoun, she's the chair of the NCAA Division One Council Athletics Director at Penn, also the Athletics Director at Penn. She says, quote, the pandemic will continue to impact winter sports season in, in ways we can't predict. Council members opted to provide for winter sports student-athletes the same flexibility given spring and fall sports previously. The actions today ensure the continuation of local decision-making in the best interests of each institution and its student-athletes. Uh, in short, basketball players will get a year back. Yeah, that's that's really remarkable when you think about it. That all of, you know, we talk about Jake Bentley, who he's a, he's a graduate transfer, right? I mean, he's this is his last year. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, he'll get two. Yeah, that's true for all the basketball players. Huh? It really yeah. sucks for some junior somewhere, but yeah, that's what's happening. And for and what, how the junior how do you in handle, high school, by the way, how do you handle the high school players? No, that's what I'm in, saying. Yeah. Sorry, oh, okay. not junior in high school, not junior. Mm-hmm. In college, some junior in high school just got screwed out of a scholarship. Do you? I haven't seen the uh, the uh, conclusion on that. Are they going to allow more scholarships uh, in the short term? Who was? I think Witt laid this all out uh, on from a Did football he? perspective. I think it's it's not next year where they trim it back down, but the year after. So that's okay, why I'm so, saying some high school junior somewhere. So okay, so they ordinarily it's 85 for a football team. But what, what does it go up to? I'll have to, uh, you know, you can Google it there, Gordo. Yeah, I don't have my computer in front of me. But um, anyway, all right. I'm not sure if it's up to 100 or what it is, uh, but Witt did talk about it, how it gets, it comes back down to earth two years from now. So okay, certainly will impact. It'll have an impact on someone somewhere, but I mean, what I, I'm not criticizing the decision. I think it's really the only thing you can would you, do. If you were a senior this year, would you come back and play another year or would you get on with your life? Oh, I'd, I'd play as much as I possibly could. Would you, even if you're going to slow down your career, slow down whatever else you might uh, be interested in doing? Unless you're talking about a career playing basketball, then, yeah, I'd put life on hold to play another yeah. year of basketball. Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of people that once they graduate uh, from college, they're eager to start in on their careers. And, uh, you know, if you lose a year, then uh, that pushes everything back a year, which could be costly at the other end of your career. Which I, I would give serious thought to moving on uh, if I used up all my normal eligibility. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd probably I put my, my life on hold for a year, like uh, uh, many an injured athlete does in football every single year. Yeah, but like what, about the guy, what about the guy who's already put uh, everything on hold for an extra year. Is he going to stick around for another extra year? I don't know. You asked me what I'd do. Yeah. I'd If I were a college athlete with no professional future, I'd I'd soak up every second that they gave me. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. And plus, who, who wouldn't want another year of college? Heck yeah. Sign me up.
You mean responsible people are eager to contribute to society? I'm saying give me another year of wine, women, and song. You bet. Let's do this thing. <laughs> I think that's all we needed to know by <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with me. College is the best time of your life. Who wouldn't want to extend that a year, especially if you were playing uh, college sports? It'd be awesome. Not if you had a great job offer. Put it on hold, bruh. And, and the, the, <laughs> out of college? Yeah, okay, and a, out of undergrad. You know, how many people have a, a, a spot at uh, a spot at Goldman Sachs waiting? I don't know. But I think there are, I don't want to. You have a degree? That's I, nice. Here's how you wanna, flip the burgers. I don't want to disparage anybody out there. But if you've worked hard for a certain degree that is uh, has some kind of, you know, future future for you, you know, and you've taken care of your studies well, chances are you might attract the attention of an employer. Austin, uh, it, 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 I'll let it give you a chance to respond to this as well. But me personally, um, I was working two gigs. I was working <laughs> full time at a hotel because I needed health insurance. <laughs> And then I, I was trying to live the dream by making uh, seven fifty an hour running a soundboard for a <laughs> sports radio station. I, I told Merrill Lynch to hold the phone. I'm going to try and make a crack at this sports radio thing. Yeah, Bill Gates was knocking down my door every other weekend just waiting well, for mean, me. Well, I mean, look, I was goofing around but in I college, But I had these games to produce. I, I, I mean, I had a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of stuff going on. It was fun, but uh, eventually uh, you got to get out there and you know jump in and get started. Austin, if I said to you you could have another year of college back, but you uh, we we're, we're going to reverse your career a year now, would you no, think that would was a good decision? I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask because I abhorred college, hated it so much. I liked the fun. That came with college. Hence, I dropped out of five different colleges. I didn't you care. Just hated the, you just part. hated the work? <laughs> yeah, I hated the idea of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars of four years of my life to just start entry level at somewhere anyway. So I went that way. And in all see, honesty. I, see, I always thought that it was just not, it was, for me, it was necessary. I needed to get that degree in order to, to, to go on to what I wanted to do. And maybe some people don't feel that way. In all honesty, a big problem in our country is having good jobs available for the college graduates that enter into the workforce. It's actually a big problem. Young people end up underemployed for a long, long time. And so we're, we're kind of having some laughs, but it's actually a really big problem where people are graduating yeah. with these big-time student loans, and they're still uh, folding sweaters over there at the TJ Maxx right. because they can't find a good job. It's actually a huge, huge problem in this country. What's the answer to that, Jake? Well, I, I don't know. I'm not running Eat for your office. vegetables. <laughs> ask, uh, ask the future Mount Olympus community, uh, community councilwoman. She'd have an opinion for you. Your wife? <laughs> well. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I hope but there's it's an a, answer for it. Because I don't like to problem. see people just sitting there treading water because they don't have any options. Remember, you can vote on uh, coming up in November. It, because if I were a football player and it was either an extra year of playing college football or waiting tables at Denny's and playing an extra college, <laughs> yeah, but year like college okay, football. but what if you had a good a good offer from in the field of your choice? Uh, would you still make that decision? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. If if I had said to you, Jake, when you were a senior in college, that uh, okay, look, you come uh, co-host a show uh, on on the radio station of your dream. Would you still make that choice? 
Mm, it doesn't happen in that particular industry. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of an but example I guess that's that applies why, to no, no, you. No, no, I, I guess that's why I'm, uh, I'm pointing out, like, the scenario that you're describing, I think, is not that common. And if it is, uh, you know, if you've got it, I guess you've got to consider going that direction, and that would be a difficult decision to make, I suppose. I'm, I'm not so sure why you're digging your heels in. I'm, I would more say that it would be very appealing to me to spend another year uh, doing something that I could never do again. And I would like to think that I really loved what I was doing if I got to that point. You know, if you just decide to hang it up, you can never play college basketball again. You can never play college football again. Maybe I would be passing up a good job, but maybe I'd have another good job in a year. I would really have to consider it because this is a part of your life that you could never get back. And somebody who's uh, almost 40 Boy, I'd even I'd even more consider it knowing what I know now because life will never be the same as it was then. And I loved that part of my life. So who is starting for the Utes against Arizona? Jake Bentley. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to get to Greg Rubel coming up right around the corner. We'll talk a little more BYU football. Uh, we're going to talk to our friend Andrew here momentarily, but we've got some um, breaking news here, Gordon. Okay. Alabama football coach Nick Saban and director of athletics Greg Byrne have both tested positive for COVID-19. Wow. A university re- uh, release confirmed this afternoon. Uh, here's the, let's see here, here is the quote from Saban. Um, I found out earlier this afternoon I had tested positive for COVID-19. I immediately left work and isolated at home. At this time, I do not have any symptoms relative to COVID, and I have taken another PCR test to confirm my diagnosis. I informed our team of my positive test at 2 p.m. today on a Zoom call and let them know uh, offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian will oversee preparations at the complex while I work from home, unquote. Poor Steve. Oh. But, he, but he has no symptoms, huh? And that's what he says. I say poor Steve, by the way. Can you imagine being micromanaged from home by Nick Saban? Oh, he's used to it. <laughs> How horrible oh, would that be? Know, wherever it's going to be from. But uh, I wonder whether those symptoms will become more severe for him or whether he's he's one of the fortunate ones that uh, won't have any signs uh, of it. I, I don't know, man. Have they made any progress? Maybe, Austin, you would know this. You're keeping track of it. Have they made any progress, not in a vaccine, but in a, any kind of medication to treat uh, this thing? I don't know. It depends on who you ask and what side of the aisle they're on, unfortunately, what <laughs> okay. answer you're going to get. So. All right. Well, I, you know. Okay. But all the best to them and for a speedy recovery. And hope they lose every game they coach in going forward. Most uh, most people uh, in the in the field that I've heard talk about, including Dr. Dunn, I believe, uh, has talked about how the, the the treatment of it has advanced quite a bit. And how could it not, by the way? Well, another uh, eleven hundred and forty four in Utah today, and uh, record hospitalizations. Uh, so I, you know. 
we're a long, long way from getting this thing where it needs to be. Speaking of advances in medicine, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. There is a, you want to say new treatment for ED, Andrew, but this has been around for a minute and uh, has really helped a lot of people. Yeah, you know, uh, the FDA registered this treatment in 2011, I believe. So I guess that's relatively new in the medical world, Uh, but it's been used and studied for a long time. It's acoustic wave therapy. Uh, It was used for lithotripsy to break up kidney stones. It's been used for feet and heel pain. And I'm sure as people know now, we're using it for erectile dysfunction because it's a blood flow circulation treatment. Um, ED is a blood flow problem. So I think it's kind of brilliant. Not us, but somebody invented this along the way, perfected it for erectile dysfunction. That's what we're doing. And the big takeaway is there is finally, after 30 years, a fix for ED that's not a pill. It's not an injection with a few short, usually 10-minute treatments. That's all it takes. And a guy, you know, when the timing's right in the bedroom, all of a sudden he's got 50% better blood flow. That's a game changer. He doesn't have to take the pill. He doesn't have to plan things. He doesn't have to take any dangerous supplements. It's just normal function in the relationship. Back to normal. That's got to be a big deal for a lot of guys, I I would guess. The spontaneity, right? Yes, get the spontaneity back. Um, Sometimes the wives or the significant others of men with ED, they don't realize all the pre-planning going, uh, you know, happening and trying to time the pill. So, you know, when the wife says, I have a headache, not tonight, the guy's been planning this for the last five hours and he's taken three pills. So that's a problem. It's a big problem. And as far as I know, our treatment is the only thing that kind of eliminates that burden. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on that schedule. Uh, because you're really taking all the risk out of it for our listeners and uh, doing some other stuff as well. We are. Uh, call us now. You come in and you meet with our doctor, which is free. He'll do an assessment. And we have guys every day that come in. They say, I have so many uh, questions about ED, uh, this treatment. I want to talk to a doctor, and I do not want to do the treatments. That is totally fine. Take advantage of the special. We'll give you a special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom just for making the trip and get all the information that you need and get your questions answered. It's all free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Coming up next, Greg Rubel will join us to talk about BYU, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.